0: Let's get this show started.
1: Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion Podcast. This is your host, Elena. Really excited to have you guys listening in for another Q&A episode today. Today, we're going to be talking about a really great topic of why is appreciation important in leadership? We have Justin on with us as usual to go through this question, and we really appreciate any reviews and comments and ratings that you can leave for us wherever you listen to our podcast. So welcome back, Justin.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: Doing How's the well. audience? Everyone, I think, is doing great and excited to hear what you have to share with us about appreciation. Oh yeah, have
0: you shared with the audience your little gathering from this this weekend and this celebration that you're having, Elena? Or, or are you not telling anyone yet?
1: I have not talked about it on the podcast, but I am expecting our first baby, which is really exciting news. And it's had me feeling a little bit under the weather, so I'm excited to have a good pick me up today with this podcast.
0: <clears throat> That's awesome. and so what was the question again, Elena? I'm sorry.
1: Why is appreciation important in leadership?
0: Okay, and so um this is a good topic considering um the good news, but um i'm I want to talk about appreciation. I think there's appreciation in in four types of forms. Um, mainly, I think there's the human appreciation for another human. Um, there's the holistic appreciation for our lives. Um, if you're a religious person that's thankful to God for the blessings that you have, for example, there's being thankful, um, um, towards, um, towards the world, like thankful for the things I have, meaning appreciating my world around me, meaning I take care of what takes care of me. There's that type of appreciation. And I'll explain that even more in when we talk about business and entrepreneurs. And then the other way of appreciation is <clears throat> just sort of appreciation from the experiences that we're allowed to learn in life. Um, and that's, to me, that's different than appreciating another human. That's different than the other three I talk about because it's actually An appreciation of knowing that you don't know anything and appreciating life to know that you have to go out there and learn from it. So, I think for me, those are four. I may change my mind. Maybe I write a book or something and I change my mind about it. For right now, um, I usually circulate around those four areas of appreciation just in my own head or how I handle things. Um, But the one I think I'm going to talk about today is probably the appreciation of the things around us. Um, I'm talking about taking care of things. Um, let's talk about appreciating the things that we have, um, and thus taking care of them and thus being able to get more of those things. So we'll talk a little bit more like materialistically right now. Um, it's very, it, there are things that are tied to the way that we appreciate things or the way that we appreciate our lives that give us directly upward mobility and not only that, they give a demonstration to others of how we lead in our own lives and thus people are willing to follow um, because of the discipline. But appreciation in all four forms that I just discussed is a discipline for sure. Um, and the one that we're talking about, here's the discipline I'm talking about. I'm talking about from an early age, like the ability to take care of things, to appreciate your toys, To, for example, to, I'm breaking this down to the basic child. Um, Obviously, kids are going to be rebellious and shoot their things with BB guns and all that. That's just part of life. But what I'm talking about is an appreciation of things. Do I take care of the things that I have so that I deserve more of them? Do I take care of my car? Do I clean it? Do I have a nice one? Because I'm never going to get a Lamborghini if I can't even take care of a Toyota. Like, that's the reality. That's the type of appreciation that I'm talking about. And I'm talking about it at work too. You uh, you want to be a successful person. You want to get out of out of your situation. Um, you know, there's you have to appreciate the things at your work. You have to take care of the equipment in your workplace. You have to take care of the the things up there. I, I'm again, people aside, because I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual things. Are you maintaining things properly? Are you putting things away? Are you abusing office supplies? All of these things are lack of appreciation if you don't do them, if you don't own your part and what also makes a business able to give you what you have. Um, it's appreciation for the things that the business has and it teaches appreciation for the things that you have, your house. You know, I'm not saying be a clean freak, but what I am saying is how you keep things is how is, and how you do things is the representation of whether you deserve more. It really is. And how you handle that and how you do it. And I'm not saying that disorganized is a bad thing. I'm just saying, if you want more, you have to literally appreciate the things you have. You have to appreciate the car that you have. You have to appreciate the house that you have and not but just being like, Oh, I'm thankful for that. Yes. That's one type of appreciation. Thank you for the blessing and doing this. Yep. No, but that's different where people often now Pay for these resources, like, oh, just someone mow my lawn, oh, someone do my garden, oh, someone do whatever. Great. You can afford it. I agree. Your time's valuable. If you need to be profitable, you can be more profitable doing something else. Great. I'm just saying that you probably want to show appreciation back into the things that you have in some way. You're going to have to figure out how. Me, I can work and like scheme and plan and do strategy while I do manual labor. So I see it as doing both that's just me i can appreciate two things at once manual label gives me the ability to silence the outside world <clears throat> so i can think without everyone else's voice coming at me like i do throughout the day nothing that there's nothing wrong with that i appreciate it and i appreciate the people and i like i've said probably 90% of this company is run off of everyone else's ideas so if not more maybe even 99% So, but back to what I'm saying, I've got to appreciate my house. If I want a better house, I've got to make it more valuable. I've got to keep its value. Even if it's depreciating like a car, if I want it to be more value later, you know, so it's, it's the same with everything. Do I appreciate the, do I leave my dishes in the sink so they get rusty or the knives? I'm not appreciating the material things in my life. So I'm not deserving of better. Like it's literally that simple. You know, and when we're wasteful and we just waste knives by not taking care of them and having to buy them because of rust, it's not only wasteful and non-appreciative, it's just wasteful in general as a human. It's irresponsible. And I'm not saying to have nice things and whatever and not collect things and not have trophies, but somewhere we've got to balance something where there's a responsibility and that responsibility is appreciation. Do we take care of the equipment in our businesses? Like I said, and the Xerox equipment and the paper goods and the pens. And those things. And I've got to tell you, when you manage that and you lead in that way and you lead your people in that way, your business becomes a better business. It just takes time. And a majority of the people in the world, I'm sorry. um, We've become very entitled. I wouldn't say the world, particularly in the United States, but in a lot of the world, we're very entitled to things and we're entitled to those material things. So we don't take care of them because we think we're entitled to the next thing. And that entitlement and that human consumption is a lack of appreciation. And I'm not saying don't consume or don't be humans and don't do things and grow and, and have things and have houses or whatever, obviously. But what I am saying is if you want those things, you're going to be more likely to get them when you appreciate the things that you have and you're more frugal and you take care of the things you have so you don't need to spend money money recklessly buying new things. So if we put the environment aside, human consumption aside, whatever else aside, if if anyone else, I've argued those three points. But the fourth point, fine. Monetarily, you can only make so much money in your life at any given time. You want to compound that money as fast as possible. All right, so again you don't want to be spending money buying knives every three years. You don't want to spend money on damage in your house or on your furniture or whatever, because you didn't take care of it. And it also gives you the idea that just because something's out of style, maybe I don't need a do something right away. <clears throat> because if you want long-term wealth, legacy, longevity, appreciate what you have and what it took to get what you have. And then you'll have more when the time is there for more. But right now, honestly, I think as entrepreneurs and the way we appreciate it, the greatest way we can also appreciate all the things is providing the things for other people to succeed in their positions, making sure they they appreciate it and learn it. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Elena? I'm sort of going in circles.
1: I agree. I think that appreciation is really important in terms of professionally speaking with leadership and also personally speaking, like you shared with your home and just the way you treat the items in your home and even the people in your life. I think that showing appreciation and really being grateful for something um, it really shows the meaning that it has to you, just like you were sharing before. And I'd kind of like to talk a little bit about how appreciation can really change your own character traits so to speak of focusing on what you're grateful for and what you do appreciate in your life versus always focusing on your next goal or what you're trying to accomplish because i think both are important always looking forward but i think also looking at what you already have is and what you've accomplished is very important
0: i agree and i think that's the same with the material things as well i think Um, sometimes we get stuck or we've achieved something. We get so caught up in wanting more that we get stuck in where we are because we're so caught up in wanting more that we never really appreciate what we have. And I agree. And we can talk about the human relationships and stuff like that. I think we should probably break this out down the road and we can talk about it, but appreciation in, in this way is, Like if I take care of my things and they look better and my car looks better and it's cleaner, I feel better about myself naturally getting in and out of that vehicle. There's a boost that happens. So I'm giving a very basic tool of appreciation and tying it to a very materialistic thing because I want, I'm want. i trying to dive into the most basic thing right now, which is human consumption. Like we will eat until whatever because we're worried about starvation instinctively. You know, we can... We can argue all those things, but that human consumption and what it is, what does it look like for our longevity? And I'm not talking about that we shouldn't, that we should squash it or that it shouldn't exist. That's not the argument that I'm having. The argument that I'm having is that we should actually talk about it. We should actually train it. We should actually look at it and we should actually attach it to appreciation. And when we appreciate what we have, it doesn't stop the consumption, it just gives, the sati- it gives less satisfaction from the consumption and more appreciation of what we've consumed, if that makes sense. And in that, for whatever reason, it doesn't mean we don't have dreams of moving forward, we're just not so driven by anxiety of what we don't have. Because if you're thinking, when am I gonna get the next couch, or when am I gonna get the next car, You're so driven by that and that focus. It's not actually, how am I going to get it? And that happens with that. That happens with the lack of appreciation for what you have now. And when you let go a little bit, I found in my experience with everything, I'm not saying let go stupidly, obviously, but I'm saying let go a little bit in terms of wanting more For the future without appreciating what you have let go of the image of the material things for the future not saying don't put a car on your vision board or a house i'm saying want all of those things like dream about having them but don't be like oh i deserve it i've got this when am i going to get there because if you're not like i'm here i need to capitalize on this i need to appreciate this i need to make this as valuable as possible There's no way for that, this to be the stepping stone to that. There's no stepping stone if you don't take care of now. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of leaders and a lot of mentors and a lot of people that I've seen in my own life that have so much potential, once they have money, they start getting reckless materialistically. And um, that's what, you know, this is um, also, but also on the other side. Like if you don't take care of like if you're in manufacturing and you're in the job and you don't own that piece of equipment that you're working on and take care of it like it's your livelihood, you're not going to be able to take care of your family. Like it's that simple because whether you realize it or not, the habit of you taking care of something is formed everywhere. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you don't appreciate that equipment, you're not appreciating your car, you're not appreciating your house, you're not appreciating your wife, you're not appreciating your kids, period. It's really that simple. And that's what it is as a human. And from being a parent or being um, a brother or sister or a, a worker or a coworker or a team worker, it's true and true all the way through. Like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And and the lack of appreciation towards material things or the things you have is a destiny of getting getting new things, not appreciating them and ruining them to only want more. It's a pretty sad way of life if you really think about it. And it really doesn't have much purpose. And it certainly doesn't have any longevity other than, you know you're circulating products and and making a lot of people wealthy by buying knives all the time. So whoever's in the knife business, for example, is probably doing pretty well. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but go ahead. Sorry, Elena.
1: No, I agree with, with sharing that sometimes people end up, you know, making a lot more income and then they end up spending that money or doing whatever it is to just buy more things and buy more things. And, I think a lot of that, you know, can really go back to not appreciating what you already have and just always feeling the need for more. But I think we may have some other episodes that people can go listen to that where we talk about, you know, material items and just the chase for for money and income and fame and to be known. And those things don't really translate into what leadership really is. You know, it's not about the influence that you have over people. It's just really about who you are as a person and the character and the way you lead other people to become their best. Um, So I think that all really goes hand in hand with one another.
0: I mean, and that's, and that's, I mean, I don't know if you don't create value in the now, you can't sell that value later. Like, if you don't take care of the equipment now, it's never going to have the longevity to provide you a job and provide you value, even if you're not the owner of the company. Like, that's the type of things that I'm talking about. These things actually take care of us. Our home, our cars, our furniture, our TVs, whatever it is, we do not realize it, but they're actually taking care of us if we maintain them they actually help us be better leaders. The more we have, the harder it is to maintain. It's a little bit weird of a thing. We always want more, but the more we have, the more stressful we can get because there's the more to maintain. But we should maintain it in some level and have some purpose in maintaining the now if we really want something more in the future. Um, and, exa- you know, and it's an interesting thing, I think, um, I think we're, we're so used to having stuff pop up on in front of us all the time that we don't appreciate what we have. And we often think that we can just buy something else. And we look at money as this infinite thing that we have the potential of earning, right? Um, it's few and far between that have infinite earning potential, like if any, and even that, um, it's compounded and even the millionaires and the billionaires in the world are usually not liquid they're in stock and bonds and houses and real estate and all that so that being said is where does that value actually come from and we see the millionaires we see the food service partners in these big companies but no one saw where they were when they were starting off or where these entrepreneurs were or where the people were before they had the material things. And and in that, and what I'm saying is I'm not saying anyone should go back and live in an apartment and be bankrupt so you can appreciate life, like a struggling musician or athlete or a person that naturally has an appreciation for these type of things and upward mobility. But what I am saying is that you can start now, whether you have nothing or you have a lot. If you just, I'm I'm just talking about, oh, polish the silver if you have silver, if that's your thing. If you can't afford shoes, wash your shoes and clean your shoelaces. Polish your shoes. Take care of the things that take care of you. Okay. Your car, maintain it, vacuum it, clean it up a little bit. You know, like put good things out there. It may not always, you may get frustrated, it may still break down. But start to put it out there, um, and more material things will come, um hopefully because you're profiting. But I do like the question, I think that um, to your point, Elena, it just echoes all the way through your life, and that's appreciation all the way around that we're talking about as a leader, as a person. I don't think that you should do it manipulatively and and over appreciate people for the purpose of an exercise. But I think if you're genuinely appreciate them and you genuinely appreciate the things you have, not just be thankful for them, but actually, like I said, clean them off, dust them off, take care of them, um, vision them, take time to do it. Um, I think you'll find a lot like I like mowing the lawn because I like physically being there and doing it. I like being able to turn off my mind, but it's me appreciating what I have. Um, because Why else have land if I'm not going to appreciate knowing it? Like, what's the point of having it? Like, that's always a question to me. If I'm not going to enjoy it myself, why do I have it? And people can give a million answers, and I'm sure there's a million, and it looks great. And why would I do it when I don't want to and I can relax? I understand all of it. For me, it's just the appreciation thing. If I want more, I found that it always comes when I really appreciate the things that I have. I still have vision boards and all that but when i get cocky or i want more or i think i'm deserving of something it never happens and in fact i self-predict i self obsess or do whatever by wanting it so bad without earning it that you almost guarantee it doesn't happen because i'm so focused on the future versus appreciating what i have now and so I'm not saying not to have goals and not to do all those things as Elena said, or not to want cars or whatever. But like I said, you want the Ferrari, you better start with appreciating the Toyota because how are you ever going to take care of a $250,000 car? If you haven't built the habits to take care of a 200,000 car and I get everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to have so much money. Someone else will do it for me. Yeah. You should probably know what you're doing if you're going to do that. And just like in your business, you probably want to know what people are doing on your house, on your landscaping, on your lawn, on your plumbing, you probably want general a little bit of knowledge on everything and a little appreciation of all of it. Um, so you know what the value is you're willing to pay and the value it is that you're willing to do it yourself and what your own value is. So I think that that comes from appreciation too. Um, and when I talk about the material things and appreciating the things you have, you become more appreciative of what you've done, not what everyone else has done and not chasing what everyone else has and the Joneses or whoever down the street, but really appreciate what you've done, what your trophies are, what your money's done, how you've earned it, how you've built the family. If you're not, if you're, you're not the one earning the income, you've still built the family. You're still part of the team. You've still made sure that house is taken care of and added value to the family and to the family itself into the marriage. Like, Let's be honest, just because someone doesn't earn money doesn't mean they don't add value to material things in the property, the house, the kids, the whatever, the situation that they're in, cars, whatever. Um, So it's just something to think about. Appreciate what you have if you want more. And like I said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So.
1: I think that's great. I think the last quote that you just shared, if you'll repeat that one more time to appreciate what you have.
0: Um, if I don't remember what I said exactly, <laughs> but um,
1: well, it was that good so that you automatically forgot it, but it was,
0: but, uh, if, if, you, if you, if you appreciate what you, you got to appreciate what you have, if you want more, I don't know what to say, but you'll never be satisfied and you'll always be looking elsewhere. and the real competition in the world is you. So if you're looking at what you have and appreciating what you have and you want more than what you have because you want it, that's a big deal. But if you want more because someone else has something and you want that because they have it, it's not really you wanting it. And we do this a lot as humans and where it's really empty happiness. Like it's a big, like this constant pursuit of happiness and these material things and consumerism and all that. And, and whatever, and, and thinking that we're going to find happiness or what lacks in our relationships, we're going to find in material things. It's just not going to happen. But I will tell you that if you appreciate the material things, you might appreciate your relationship more. It starts the habits. I'm just dead serious. I don't know how else to explain it to you. You're appreciated for the person that helps you get them. It's all of a sudden that You know, if you really sit down every night and you take a little appreciation for the material things, everything else kind of filters its way through it, at least for me. Like, I usually appreciate the people first. It's just who I am. I've always been that way. But I also am very tied to appreciating the things that I have right now, the material things, how I got them, what it costs, the employees that help put the food on the table, the the kids through college, all of that. I'm very conscious of all the material things that I also have because of the people in the company or the things or the hard work or the hard times that we had to go through to get them. And so they're not just things. They're not just a collection of items. Like if we really look at them, they're our story. And in that story, we need to appreciate them. So, Interestingly, I I get the wanting new things and wanting to be the coolest and the hippest and all of that. But I guarantee you, the coolest and the hippest person is the person that appreciated things early on and compounded their money early on. And by the time they got to their 30s, they had wealth and independence, financial independence, and the freedom to build their legacy. You know, I think that's what every 20 something year old coming out of college should be thinking about. I really need to not think about what I want or what I have. It's what can I appreciate now? What can I learn now? What can I do and compound my money um, as much as possible to go into my 30s and have a huge leg up um, in life? Okay. But it takes appreciating what I have now to not spend money recklessly on the living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that also just to talk about material things and, and the Jones is particularly as the young podcast listeners, since we have lots of young listeners, I mean, I would say that it is tempting to go out and do the partying and all that, but I will tell you that it's a lot of wasted money that can be compounded then, or you can do it sm- smarter, I would say, versus spending money recklessly when you do it. Um, And really seeing that once you have a family or once you get into your 30s and everyone has bridal showers and life really becomes something, that that's the time to have the wealth. Because your 20s, you're figuring out life. Friends aren't always the friends that make it all the way. And if you're going to become something of a leader and something of an entrepreneur, just for the entrepreneurs out there also, um, you're going to make a lot of people uncomfortable and insecure about themselves. And thus, they're not going to want to be around you that's just the way it is. And so that being said, you've got to find things that you appreciate for you. And you've got to be motivated by you, not everyone else around you. And you'll find in your 20s that if you do that, you're going to get to your 30s and be like, why did I do all that time? Why did I spend all that money? Why did I spend so much time doing that instead of compounding what I had now so I'd feel better in my 30s to have a better situation for my family to have more financial independence so that my vision board actually comes true or actually can get that Ferrari. Maybe when the kids go to college or I'm done paying for them or whatever it is, Like it has to be long-term, but you have to appreciate now. And my last point is this, um, because we're, it's so quick, you know, gratitude is so easy to buy something online. Now I love it. Believe me that, um we we lose track of what it takes to long term earn something or save for something or whatever and you know we lose track of it somewhat i do too i lose track of it. it's so easy to do something i forget what it's like to save something for something so i think that that's also coming from appreciation what you have and it doesn't matter how much money you have or whatever you should always get used to saving st- something before you buy it. And we all know debt and debt's something everyone uses. It's a wreck. Like the best thing you can do for your life is not be reliant on going to someone else for money, be reliant on yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I haven't been there all my life. I, you know, I've gone in and out of those phases, you know, food service partners, certainly we have debt. Um, but I would say holistically, if I look back in my life again, I'd appreciate more what I have, material things. Um, I would have I would have compounded my money certainly better in my 20s. Um and um I would have appreciated the things I had more. Um, and the the thing that I wish I would have done a lot more is it taught the people in food service partners or the people that I influenced um uh, before the last few years of what it meant to appreciate the things in our lives and how they take care of us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we always did it and we've always talked about ownership and so don't get me wrong, but, um, the newer generations, excuse me, guys take less ownership of things. They break a phone. It's okay. I'll just get a new phone, Mm -hmm. but in a workplace, that kind of mentality could cost you $20 million, you know, and a client because you just, mishap to machine and so i get it i get the mindset and i get it that we don't want kids to feel bad and we can just buy new things so their feelings aren't hurt but we rob them of the lesson of the appreciation of the material thing and therefore they go out in the workplace like for me for example and they don't appreciate the things we have and then i get a parent being like why well what do you mean why is our son not performing?" well he doesn't clean his desk. He doesn't, you know, yes, he gets dressed up every morning, but he doesn't, you know, he takes clients in his car and their bags all over the car of food, right? Like we have to work through these things. You want to excel. Like I'm not saying to be perfect, but we need to have progress in a way that's, you know, showing that you want upper mobility and that you want it. Like it doesn't tell me that you want a good life or you want to be a hard worker or you want to be rich or you want to come make money if you don't take care of your stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It just, and it's not about dressing guys. I don't care if you're in a t-shirt and jeans and shoes. It's about the way you take care of all of those things. It's not about the suit and tie and whether it's pressed or whatever. I don't care what the outfit is. It's very much about how you take care of those things. So we need to get away from this idea of it, about how it's dressed or how expensive it is, or that gives some sort of clout. I get it, but I can tell you, I've seen people rack up $100,000 in credit cards on material items that didn't have a dam in the bank. And I've seen millionaires that didn't know how to shop for themselves and could barely get their way through poles. So which one would you rather be, honestly?
1: And just yeah. out of curiosity, this is a little bit off topic, but this is just a question yeah. I have for you. Do you see yeah. a difference in, I'm sure you've been exposed to a lot of different leaders and business owners throughout yeah. your life and time and doing all the work that you've done. Do you see anything different between people who kind of start from the bottom and work for what they have and then the people who kind of fall into you know, wealth, whether that's the lottery or a big family business that's someone passes away and it's immediately handed down to them. Do you see a difference in personalities in that sense and the appreciation that they have for, for what they have and disposable income and things like that?
0: It depends on the upbringing 100%. Um, I know people say there's castration by inheritance, it's a term. Um, it does happen, I would say more often than not, because when we often have money, we turn over the parenting of our children over to everyone else and blame everyone else when it's wrong. It's what we do when we have money. Money gives us the ability to, to not only blame everyone else like we do as humans, but now we have the authority because we pay them to blame them, right? So um, it depends on the parenting. And it depends on the way you teach the appreciation of it along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, It depends on, you know, do you kids have chores? Do they earn their money? Even if you have money, even if it's nonsensical and you're, you're exchanging brownie points or bonus points or whatever towards a goal when they're younger to start understanding money, it's pretty important. Um, I, But yes, I would say that, um, unfortunately that if you, if you don't, if you haven't been through a tough situation and you aren't willing to put yourself through a tough situation, it's very hard for you to lead people. I I just, every human, most humans, I shouldn't say every human, majority of the world has been through really bad shit. It is part of the human condition. Like, honestly, I don't know what else to say other than that. The fact that we have hope and joy and we move on every day and we go on as a human, like it's a huge endeavor, like in and of itself, we have the capability to conquer whatever we want. We do it every day. You know, odds are against stacked against us, whether we like it or not. And we even continue to stack the odds against ourselves, but we still wake up every day positively and going forward you know, it's one of those things that we can do as humans. So it's the same in business. We can blindly move ourselves forward thinking we're qualified for something because our father did something, our mother built a business, or whatever. Um, And even if our parents try to train us, we don't see it. Um, So I would say it has a lot to do with the individual's I would say the individuals that often are thrown into something are, that do well are often the ones that didn't want it in the first place. Um, those who seek the power or want the leadership—it's a hard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're thrown into it, if it's you're building something for yourself, first generation is a little different. I would say like I'm a pseudo first, pseudo second. Um, halfway between there. And as a second generation, I am very aware of what happens with second generations and third generations in business, especially the lack of appreciation for what the first generation went through to build it. And especially as that compounds, and especially as the wealth makes people less relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do I build something and sell something to someone when I'm no longer relatable to them? Yeah. Um, unless it's a luxury. I know you, I mean, I hate to say it, but Paris Hilton, her family is a hotel empire. She's obviously never going to run a hotel or do whatever with a hotel or whatever, but she's somehow transitioned herself into taking her name and doing something more with it. Um you know, and still have something, but she's not going back and running that empire and pretending to. So I think there's some of that too. You've got to be, know what you don't know, know what you do know. Believe me, I ask myself all the time whether or not I appreciate enough what I have or whether I'm deserving of what I've been given. Um, and I think that that's part of the appreciation. Do I deserve it? Have I earned it? Am I skilled enough? Do I really want it? Like what happens like I'm like all the time like what happens if it's just me because the reality is is while I've done business is just me there's still been just food service partners with my dad and Bob and Steve and now Deborah and all of that stuff and all of you guys so what does it look like if there is no Angelo what happens you know and that's where I'm like I'm trying to do leadership and stuff and And Angela and I don't see eye to eye. Obviously, we're two different people. We're born on the same day, but two different generations, two different leadership styles. We see our goals and ambitions are very the same. And there's a lot of things that are very same about us. But over time, we just became different people. And I have to be true to who I am and lead. And I don't want to be a tyrant to do it. And I don't, I'm not saying that he is, I'm just saying that I don't want to be a privileged individual that thinks I deserve it because I was born into it or given it or whatever. And even that at any time, the reality is is we could fuck up and it could all be taken away at any point from bad financial decisions. That's, that's the way it is. And, um, so gosh, does leadership lack, um, I would say leadership probably equally lacks at all levels, 100%. If I really think about it, yes, it's taught less, we rely on other people to teach it for us, but then I actually think about it, I think we do that all the way across the board. So to be fair, I would say, regardless of community, culture, eco, economic situation, we, um, we don't achieve, teach enough appreciation in the home. And we don't teach it, teach it in school. We don't, you know, and unless there's an entrepreneur in the family who's compounded their wealth through making something, taking something now and making it more valuable in the future by appreciating it. Hence the term I, if I appreciate it enough, it appreciates in value. Like that's why there's that term guys. I appreciate it. Therefore I'm giving love and kindness or growth to it and it grows and so the value goes up and it's the same with children if I appreciate them or my material things okay my car may go down in value but I'm appreciating it meaning uh, if I'm appreciating the car it's going down in value less as quickly and so yes it's a depreciating asset but by me appreciating it am I decreasing that appreciation so it lasts longer Yeah, so it's less money for me. It's like people want to turn cars over leases. God, everyone used to cars being buying or cars every two to three years. It's like, I'm never going to understand that because it's like, you really look at the numbers, Five's the number, there's a reason alone is for five years, most commonly, you know, and even that you should keep owning your cars, pass them down. You know, And I believe in cars. I have them all over my vision boards. I want like 50 m- more cars, but I'm never going to get them if I don't appreciate the ones that we have. And I don't take care of them and I don't take them to get an oil change, even if it's Zoe's car and help her out and show my appreciation to her and to the car. You know, I can do both. Doesn't mean she's incapable of getting an oil change or I'm robbing her of a lesson. She can get an oil change very well as anyone else. Mm -hmm. she appreciates her car and takes care of it like anyone else but in my appreciation for her taking care of her I am more inclined to give her more let's just and that's the last thing that I really want to say sorry I know we went on but that's an important thing if people appreciate their material things we're more inclined to give them more material things I'm just saying people are more inclined to give you better gifts if they see you take care of their gifts and wear their gifts Really? People are so, it's the one, it's the craziest thing. Oh, I didn't like that gift. And I can't believe she picked this out. And why would she give it to me? And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, are you fucking for real? Wear the damn gift. You want a better gift? Wear that one. You wear that one more often. And you're going to be like, oh, she may give me some more. Who cares? Wear it. The reward you're gonna get is probably a better gift over the long run, even though they'll get better. But the appreciation, the value that person's gonna feel from the gift that was given that you appreciate it and you appreciate that material thing that they picked out, again, it drives huge people loyalty, like lessons, whatever. I know stuff's ugly sometimes, believe me. But you never know, may start a trend. But I'm not saying to be ridiculous or not be yourself, but I am saying you can appreciate gifts too. The more you appreciate the gifts you get, the better gifts you're going to get. I'm just telling you, it's for real. People see it, especially over the long run. You're a kid and you want better gifts. You better appreciate the gifts this whole year. Santa's going to give you way better gifts than last year. If you appreciated last year, so on and so forth. Believe me, it's like the... And I'm not saying it to be spiteful. I'm saying it to be genuinely mean it. Think about it. It 100% makes logical sense.
1: That makes sense, yeah.
0: So I didn't really, we got in, I was going to talk more about work and appreciating our equipment at work, but it's the same thing. You want to be promoted at work, take care of the thing you work on. Take care of your desk, take care of your pens. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm telling you that little indicators matter and I'm not saying don't be true to yourself if you have purple hair and you want to or blue hair or green hair fine that's not what I'm saying I'm not saying you need to look a certain way I'm just saying in the way that you look you need to appreciate yourself in that look and you need to appreciate your material things and your surroundings. And then it doesn't matter because what you're actually selling, which is what we really all should be looking for, is a person that can appreciate things. And that's by caring for them, but also what I'm talking about, the double meaning, which is make them more valuable.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's what we
0: do at our humans. That's what we want our kids. That's what we rely on teachers for. So... That's what we're ultimately looking for in all humans and in all leaders. It's not one of the E's on my E list. I'm sure it fits into one of the categories. I just have to remember which one. All the 18 E's of leadership. But I would say that in particular, um, you just can't have compassion. You can't have empathy. You can't. You can't do so many things that are required of a leader without appreciation of everything.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing all of this information with us and so openly about all of the experiences you've had. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it as well. And we appreciate our listeners. Like I said, leave us, you know, five stars, four stars, whatever it is you think we deserve. Send us in questions that you may have. And we look forward to hearing from you
0: show us your appreciation there. That's a good one. Excellent. So thank you guys and reach out to us on social media. I know we're putting a lot of good content out there. You can cut all the list leads on our, our links on our podcast list. Also, we've done the 2022 reading list for the core values. If anyone's interested, I know everyone's like, Oh, give me steps and give me a reading list. Cause I hear that you're asking me. So I'm putting it out there and and elaine is helping me put stuff out there um we're literally a year ahead of the books just so everyone knows Elena and i have already filtered through all the books we've already read them to make sure they're up to code um up to what we want to try to do here um and thinking but i generally i wouldn't tell anyone not to read any book but i'm just saying they're what sort of what we're trying to um master um, in terms of leadership here, in terms of the curriculum that we're putting forward, and then next year, as we get into next year, how we get dive into the core values again each month, um, I think you're going to find the books uh, helpful if that's what the audience wants to do. So Absolutely. homework, if anyone wants it, uh, you, anyone's been asking the books we recommend instead of just giving a blanket reading list, I thought we'd give it a little more strategy and up the level of learning and challenge everyone a little more and give them a little more appreciation for what we're trying to do here. So thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, I see our downloads are going up and up and up across the board through all the podcasts. So that's pretty cool. So thank you, everyone.
1: Have a great rest of your day.